Is it June yet? A storied CFL franchise. Riley, he's going to keep it. He hits the five. Hey, Edmonton, that's your quarterback. Mike Riley to the end zone. Touchdown, Eskimo. With a loyal and passionate following. We finally can say we're champions. Bring it back to the seat of champions. This is the show that brings you the stories and personalities of the green and gold. Yeah. This is the Eskimo Show. Now your host, Morley Scott on Eskimos Radio. 630 Chad. We are another week closer to the football season. Good Sunday afternoon, everybody. Hope you're enjoying your day. Uh, We're going to talk some Eskimo football, some CFL football, and who knows what else in the next hour. We've got, uh, I referred to you uh, a couple of weeks ago as uh, Eskimo Royalty. I believe, coming in. Uh, we have uh, Ryan King and we have Neil King joining us in studio today. Hey, guys, how are you? Good, good. Yourself? Uh, very good. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. Uh, Ryan, I talked last to you. I'm going to start with Neil, if that's okay with you. Of course. Uh, he's the new guy. Uh, Neil, uh, what's it like to be an Eskimo? You haven't played a game yet as an Eskimo, but I know you've been you've been working out at the field house. You've yep. been, uh, been yep. interacting with all your new teammates. What's it been like for you? Uh, it's It's been unbelievable, to be honest with you. Um, just to come in and, and really step into the locker room and to the group of guys that that, that are here. Um, it's pretty cool in the offseason. Not a lot of teams in the CFL um, have players that stick around that aren't from the city. And and you you step into the locker room, and there's people that stay here full offseason because it is it is something special to train here in the offseason. Just with a group of guys, like the the work ethic, the you know the determination to get better on a day by day basis here in the locker room has been uh, has been really fun uh, to step into because that's. Pretty much what I'm what I'm here to do on a daily basis. Now you spent the off seasons in Edmonton, I imagine, when yeah. you're playing for Hamilton. So did you still work out with these guys a little bit? So every time they'd kind of they'd go on the field, um, <clears throat> I'd always uh, go and work out, and we'd do field workouts together. But I never really was like training at the stadium. I'd always go to a separate gym, um, follow my program, just kind of do my work. You know, um, the my gym work by myself. Um, and it was, you know, it was just what you had to do, right? I just, you know, not being a part of the Eskimos these past three years, you, you don't, you can't obviously go into the locker room and you can't, mm-hmm. you know, go down and, and get the physio and get the ice tubs and the hot tubs and, you know, everything that is accessible to us um, from a stadium standpoint is pretty unbelievable. So the past couple of years, I've really just been training um, just at, at gyms, getting better on a daily basis. And then we'd always kind of I'd get together with all the Eskimos and a couple of the guys from other teams that are in the city. And we do some, you know, awesome field workouts. Now you're one of the fellas, right? Now hey, you're, now you're in, in the dressing room. I mean, you're in the hot awesome. tubs. It's, you're it's, getting so, the treatment, it's eh? so awesome. Like, I can't even really describe to you, you know, there's so many reasons. And, you know, just really excited to be home. Now, obviously, it's, it's home. I imagine you grew up an Eskimo fan. Yeah. Uh, how much of that was a draw for you to sign with this team? Oh, it was, you know, as, as soon as you hit free agency, um, you know, we were really looking, hopefully looking to get here after the draft and everything like that. But uh, it just wasn't the case. And, um, once you hit free agency, it was really the goal was to get back to Edmonton. You know, um, you're always playing. You're always looking to get on a roster. That's kind of number mm-hmm. one, right? Mm-hmm. And wherever it is, um, you're gonna go and play, and you're gonna go and and you know play your year, play your contracts, and and. But um, you know, we, I was really happy that you know we got to make everything come together and, and then we actually finally, finally got to come home after, you know, three years yeah. being out east. Now, I've never been a CFL free agent, but I would like to think that if you say the goal was to get to Edmonton when I became a free agent, it kind of hurts your bargaining power a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, you just got to, you know what, it, it's not something you make vocal to other teams, you know what I mean? But uh, You, you make time, that vocal after you sign. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. At the same time, you know, general managers are smart. Teams are smart, right? You know, talking with Hamilton, they had interest. Uh, a couple of the teams had interest, but mm-hmm. they know 
you know, where I'm from, you know, talking with Hamilton, they knew that I was looking to come to Edmonton. So, you know, it's all part of the process and it's all part of the, you know, just, just trusting the system and, and, you know, just, just believing at the end of the day that things are going to work out. And, you know, luckily they did. And we saw the same thing about four years ago with another Tiger Cat and Simeon Rotier, who, who kind of was in the same boat. Yep. And it was so obvious he was coming to Edmonton. Tiger Cat's released him even before free agency, and then mm-hmm. he signed with the Eskimos at that point. So mm-hmm. exactly. uh, y- you're home, and obviously you're happy and, and uh, probably exactly. real excited for the new football season. Oh, it's, you know, this, like I've been telling people, this is kind of where the fun begins, man. You know, there's a lot of... There's a lot of good pieces on this team. The coaching staff is is unbelievable. You know, the pieces are here um, to, to make this happen again. So um, I'm just really excited for June and for training camp and to get this thing going. Uh, how much was the guy to your left a factor in, in signing with the Eskimos? Uh, it's, you know, it's it's kind of what we've been doing for the longest time. You know what I mean? The only time we haven't really played football <clears throat> together is has been uh, since we've been going pro. So... Um, he's been a huge help for me ever since, you know, his first year in the league. And, and when I came in, understanding the role and what you have to, um, I, felt, I felt like I, I, I was ahead of what other rookies because I, cause of his experiences and, and how much we talk and how much we kind of stay in contact. And he really helped me to understand what it takes, uh, the role that you're going to be stepping into as this first-year Canadian, um, and just kind of getting what, like understanding what the league is about. So... Um, it was huge, obviously, to come back play with the brothers, you know, for the family, for everyone. It's it's really huge and it's exciting. Uh, Neil King, you're listening to uh, the newest one of the newest members of the Edmonton Eskimos. His brother Ryan King, uh, five years now. Going on to five, yeah. Going into your fifth year, fifth, uh, so we'll call him a four-year uh, Eskimo veteran. Uh, how excited were you when he signed? Um, it was it was a really cool experience <clears throat> to go through, you know, Neil and free agency. Um, obviously. You got to kind of play your play your part in free agency, and uh, when your time comes, it, it it happens real quick. So it was cool to see who was excited in Neil. Other teams were uh, um, out there, and um, so he got to you know go through the process. And I think the process is scary sometimes, but it's also really educational. You learn a lot, kind of doing that, and um, uh, you learn who who really wants you. And, and Edmonton, uh, you know, gave him a gave him a, a great deal and, and wanted wanted him home just as much as he wanted to come home. So it was a pretty mm-hmm. seamless process and you know when his time came and I was uh, golfing in Phoenix. So I uh, got the text, uh, well a whole bunch of texts uh, yeah, when I was on the golf course. So I had to sit out a hole real quick, call Neil and uh, and uh, enjoy it all. So it was uh, it was a cool experience. Did you did you talk to Ed at all? You whispered in his ear a bit? Well, so listen, I've, I know this kid. He's well, this is what happens is, uh, is, you know, I've been pumping Neil's tires all year he's last been helping. year. <laughs> yeah, um, he's been helping. To all the coaches, you know, me and me and Coach Dickey are real close, and, and you know, Coach Jones and the whole staff. So, I'm uh, I'm telling them how good Neil is, and and you know, he's blocking punts and, and making plays everywhere. So I'm always reminding them, yeah. and all of a sudden the coaches leave and. And you know they, they they were looking at Neil too, so it was like I got to be careful who I uh, who might like get an offer from Saskatchewan. You know? Yeah, exactly. So it was uh, you know yeah it was cool to see him come home. Uh, excellent. Uh, uh, what's the uh, you, uh, you guys gonna be roommates on the road? I would think. Well, I, I don't want to mess that, with the routine that that he's got with uh, you know Shaw. Me and Shazzy are going they on five years. Who's your you roommate? Know? Me and Grant. Yeah. Yeah. So and, we'll and you know what? It's yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll just kind of see how it goes, right? Maybe, maybe see enough of each other. Right? Will go together and they'll put the brothers yeah. together. I don't know. That would kind of we'll make see. sense. I'm down. But I'll, I'll room with anyone, man. I, it doesn't really matter to me. And you know, I'd like to get to know people on the team, and it's just fun to kind of hang out with with yeah. everyone outside of football. And you know, different cities, different places, different rooms, hotels. It's fun, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you grew up going to games. Did you, you went, no. Yeah. 
Section O. Yeah. Section O, really? Section O, wow. Wow. Section o oh, wow. lower level road 24, yeah, 25. Yeah. Yeah. Straight yeah. out of Section O. Section O, man. That's where it was. We had that Don't good like angle that, from man. the team. From, we had a really good angle from the field, too. So it was, you know, you got a good good view from the field. It was awesome. I always know where those boys are. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. can always see them up there. They're, they're loud. Yeah, so you're up. Yeah. up that, is that upper end no, lower, it's, too? it's lower. It's yeah, lower you were in the lower part. Yeah. They're in the upper part, right? Yeah, the V Section O, as we call them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we weren't part of the upper. Yeah. We had a, you know, family good, you know. Yeah. That's cool. So, uh, family so, so it's, that's uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, you guys, oh, yeah, kids, go to games together, and now you're going to the dressing big room time. together and playing together. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be great for uh, great for the family and friends, I imagine too. Eh? Huge. Uh, I think I talked to you about this when we talked to you on the phone after you signed, and uh, I, I talked to Ryan after it happened. But that game in Hamilton four years ago, uh, the rain game. Uh, the, First the, game. My my lasting memory from that game is being in the press box, absolutely soaking wet, with my notes all soaked, uh, doing the post game show with Dave, and we look out in the field. And there's the King family out there. Out there uh, you guys got your jerseys on. Your mom yep. and dad are there. They got those uh, the split, those, jerseys. The split jerseys made Especially up. Especially retired. And, and it's pouring rain still, and you guys are taking pictures out there. Uh, tell me about that day. How well do you remember it? Because it was, uh, just to back up, first, your first CFL game, was yeah, it? Yeah, I was just going to say that. Like, it's, just, it's, it's funny how time passes and you know you kind of go through season after season and how quick it actually goes. Like I remember those. that's such a vivid memory for me still. You know, That was literally my first... CFL game and yeah. um, I missed that was, was a, it, was, it was against Edmonton um, I, I missed uh, uh, the first preseason game we played um, I, I sprained my ankle so I was out for the next two games so I actually missed the season opener of my rookie year with a sprain but uh, I was able to come back in week two against Edmonton in Guelph was like man how do I miss this game right so mm -hmm. I actually that was my first official game playing in the CFL you know so there was a lot of sentimental value to that and Obviously, playing against Ryan and playing against the Eskimos, playing against my brother, and you know, family were there, and it was just a torrential downpour. Yep. It's crazy how we still talk about this. It was literally playing football in a flooded field. Yeah, the rain game. It the was, rain it was, game. Uh, it was a flooded like press that. box too. That's it what amazed me. Unbelievable. The weather. My, the water was running down the the oh, bench and the press box all over my lap and everything. Yeah, pregame. Yeah, like it was. Yeah, almost hot. And post game too, because yeah. I remember I walked back to the hotel after, and it was absolutely it was I a stunning think it, evening. I think it I stopped raining at halftime for a little bit there too. Yeah. So yeah. I like. And then, <laughs> I, well, I remember. Yeah, I remember Mike Riley saying that uh, how they got dried out at halftime. They came out and it was nice, boom. and then just as soon as they kick off, boom. Yeah, it was uh, crazy. It was, it was insane. And, and, and uh, I, well, yeah. try snapping in that too. You know, yeah. so it kind of was distracting. I'm like, yeah, Neil's out there. I don't even care. I got to try to snap in this torrential downpour. It was crazy. And. I, I imagine that those pictures are up uh, at the folks' house in a, in a oh, yeah. prominent spot. Yeah, I think we might got some better. We've got some good pictures over the years uh, with the family after games. Like uh, obviously, whenever Neil got to play in Edmonton one time a year, um, that was always a big deal for the family. I would always, you know, get everyone together and uh, get people on the the field after for pictures, do all that kind of stuff, the family stuff. So it's, it's just good to be able to celebrate. Um, our success with our family as well too you know they they really enjoy going to the games and we really enjoy them going to the games and being able to bring them down on the field after and all of our cousins and everything it's uh you know it's super cool for for us and and after going through a couple of years of it now going into you know year five it's you start to appreciate it even more it was still kind of a it happens real fast when you're playing your first couple of years. You know, mm -hmm. those years just fly by. Um, you know, you're just trying to do the best you can do and 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 not screw up. And uh, so it's it's nice now to be able to have Neil home and us to be able to. We'll be able to really 
uh, you know, enjoy this with our family and friends and, and everyone we know. When I talked to you, Neil, after you signed, uh, we mentioned everyone's talking about the fact, hey, the brothers get to play together. But you said, actually, that's the norm. Uh, the anomaly in this whole thing was not playing together and playing against each other. Was that the first game? Because you guys, you guys played. Uh, I don't think you went. You were so in we high went school. High school together. Edmonton Wildcats together. St. Mary's uh, University together. And then that's where we split. So we played, you know, uh, nine years of football together uh, at all levels leading mm-hmm. up to pro. You know, and then... Uh, Playing the uh, side, beside each other, like in junior football, he was... He was in safety, I was, I was middle. Sam, I was, <laughs> yeah. in, 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 in university, he was safety, he was middle. In, in uh, junior football, I was Sam, he was Mac. You know what I mean? So we were playing... Our communication is yeah. real good yeah. on the field. Yeah. You know, yeah. he, he knows what my yell, you know, yeah. he knows what everything means. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah. So now now you're back together, uh, and it's uh, life's a little bit normal. It's not it's not like everyone else is kind of going. Oh, it's cool they get to play together. But I mean, you guys have always played together. Yeah. To us, it's just you know, it's uh, it was it was kind of weird not having him in the locker room too. You know, you always have, and we had an older brother as well too. Mm-hmm. Um, Did he play? Yeah, he yeah. played. He got uh, signed by the Eskimos 2007. Uh, got cut in the end of training camp. Uh, but he, you know, he's and he's very successful uh, investment advisor now in the city, and, and he's, you know, so he's he chose that path, uh, uh, took business in school, but he, he played beast, football though. his whole career. He's mm-hmm. the one that was he was the first king to yeah. play ball, you know, and uh, he was he's six four two fifty playing, so he was a big boy. So it was, was uh, a beast. I got to play with both brothers, but I always got to play with Neil from the middle, being the middle brother. So. Yeah, not having him in the locker room was kind of weird uh, at first, but you know it's a different experience playing pro, and he's got to take yeah. it in. And I, we figured if we could, you know, if he could get out of his first contract, then he's going to come home. We, you know, pretty pretty confident of that. So it's uh, it's good to see we're both in the league still, you know, so we can uh, enjoy this. Yeah. All right, we have uh, Ryan King and Neil King in studio with us this week on the Eskimo Show. We'll take a break. Be back with more on six thirty, Chet. You're listening to The Eskimo Show on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. Back in studio with Ryan King and Neil King, uh, brothers who are both Eskimos as well, uh, joining us on the program today. Thanks again for coming in, guys. It's, uh, the the Grey Cup's been interesting the last three years. It's had King involvement in all in the last three of them. Uh, did you play in both the Hamilton ones, Neil? Yeah, so uh, my rookie year, my first two years actually with Hamilton, 2013-2014, uh, we made it to the Grey Cup. Um so that was, you know, pretty incredible. Like my last, my three years out there, we had three Eastern Finals and two Grey Cup appearances. So, you know, just the amount of exposure and just experience in that mm-hmm. alone um, w- was pretty special and pretty incredible. Like first, first two seasons, you get a Grey Cup and you just think that's normal. Yeah. And you know, the farther you go into into the CFL, you understand that that is not normal. You know, yeah. it is so hard to get. You know, every year is every year is a new journey, right? Yeah. And and the pieces got to fall together. Everything really has to line up properly, right? Injuries, just with players, with coaches, just everything, right? And yeah, it was it was you pretty know, incredible. You, you don't think it's easy, right? Yeah, For exactly. Sure. It was it, Dan Marino, right? He went in his rookie year and then never went again, right? And it ends up play, he's a Hall of Fame player, but he never never won it, never got there again. After some his people first play year. ten plus years and won't get one shot, yeah, not one. Yeah. Crazy, right? And uh, you've had two, and you've had one. Did you go to Winnipeg last year? Yeah, no, we were there. Um, yeah, we were there. There's a whole bunch of us. We had a big crew. Um, yeah. All came down. So I was actually just driving back from Hamilton. Um, so you know, uh, so that pit was kind of yeah. It was just a pit stop on the way, really. Yeah. And then a Great bunch of a bunch of buddies came from from the west. That was coming from the east, yeah. and we just met up in uh, in Winnipeg, and and you know had a 
had, had a good time with uh, during that week. So, and and you went to the two the year before's right when when uh, Neil was in. So you guys both kind of had interesting experiences the last couple of years playing yeah. in it and watching your brother playing it. Yeah, and I thought that gave me some uh, some knowledge as well too. Just being at the Great Cup, sitting in the player sections for Hamilton, it's you're right on the field basically. So, I'm looking at those games a lot different <clears throat> than probably most people are in the stadium you know I'm obviously watching the little brother but I'm, I'm looking at the other snappers I'm looking at just you know I'm trying to feel the pressure of the stadium and certain you know uh, big plays and whatnot so I thought just being at the Grey Cup gave me a lot of knowledge and and when I um, got out to my Grey Cup turn you know um, and dealing with you know talking with guys like Taylor Inglis have uh, played in them and, and been in them I, uh, I felt like I felt really good about it I felt confident going in the game um, and uh, obviously the outcome uh, was favorable for us. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's you know, one of those things you got to take it all in. It's a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing. I've watched my little brother lose two, um, and then being able to be in it, um, I knew that, you know, take it all in and, and, and leave everything out there because you don't know if you're, you'll ever get back to this that mm-hmm. stage again. Uh, Neil, I, I don't want to judge up bad memories, but you didn't get the win. Uh, have you thought much about what, I don't know, at some point this year there's going to be an on-field ceremony uh, to honor the Great Cup from last year, and there's going to be a few guys who weren't part of that team. Uh, does, do you think that's going to be a little awkward? Or? No, I imagine it'd be more awkward for Jason Moss than anybody else. But uh, yeah, no, you know what? That's just to celebrate the accomplishment that they that they went through last year. You know, like mm-hmm. for the city of Edmonton, it's it's huge. Um, you know, obviously not to be a part of it. You can't be you can't be mad about that because it just wasn't the situation. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like as as badly, obviously, you know, as as badly as we wanted to win my first two Grey Cup years, and and like the, with them winning last year, it's just you know it's it's incredible for the city. So there's nothing. No, I, I'm just I'm just trying to hit, hit that pinnacle myself every every year, you know. So I'm trying to get to that spot that they reached last year, and uh, yeah, like this is just it's exciting for the city and exciting for all these players, for my brother, for the family. We got a championship in the team now, or in, in our family, right? So, yeah, yeah. I, I imagine being there twice, coming out in the wrong end of it, and then watching your brother win it the next year would really fuel your fire to get absolutely. there, not just to get there, but yeah. to win it. No, absolutely, right. Um, that's why. That, that, that's what brings me back every off season. Um, that's what brings me back every season. Um, you know, like you, you train hard and you put the effort in. And you put it's all the little things. You really you just got to you got to pile up all the little things in the off season to get better and, and get stronger and push and get ready for the for the marathon that you're about to enter into, which is called the season, right? Um, but that's that's what brings me back every year. Is you know, football is a very emotional game, um, and there's a lot of highs and there's a lot of low throughout the season, but. You know, once you hit that pinnacle at the end, um, you know, it's something that I'm always striving for. Because I've had a lot of extreme emotions, extreme plays, mm-hmm. and just, you know, high emotions throughout the course of a football game. It's, it's a very emotional sport, right? But to hit that pinnacle is something that I don't know what it feels like. And that's what, something that, that's what brings me back every single season. That's Neil King. Also here is Ryan King. My name is Morley Scott. You're listening to the Eskimo Show on 630 Ched. We'll head to the 630 Ched 24-hour news center and then return to talk a little more football on the Eskimo Show. This is the Eskimo Show with Morley Scott on Eskimos Radio, 630 Ched. Eskimo Show returns, and we're with uh, Ryan King and Neil King, uh, brothers and members of the Edmonton Eskimos. Of course, uh, Ryan's been here a while. Uh, Neil signed with the Eskimos this year after spending the first three years of his career with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, how, how different? I guess you haven't, Neil, you haven't really kind of figured it out yet because camp hasn't started yet, but teams do things differently, I imagine, right? So you got to kind of train yourself to how Eskimos do things compared to the way Ticats do things? Oh, absolutely. Um, 
going into every year is you know you've got to learn the coaches you got to learn what they're want what they want how they run things just the system even just getting used to the stadium mm-hmm. you know it took me you know it's kind of finding what doors to go into how you many know? stadiums did you play in in hamilton too Oh, we had a bunch. My first year, the stadium was getting built, so we were in yeah. Guelph, right? And then my second year, the stadium wasn't done, so then we were in McMaster. Um, so we've really been all over the place. Yeah. You know How tough mean? was that for the team? That that had because you, you guys couldn't practice. Uh, I know you had you changed at the office, didn't you? Or so what they did over there is it, they actually made it work pretty good with what you know the what we had, right? Um, and coming out of university, anything I was stepping into was pretty unbelievable, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they renoed one of their biz, uh, business buildings, the top floor, the second floor was the business admin, like all that source. And then uh, down below was the locker room, and then we would actually bus to McMaster, which is about 15 minutes <clears throat> to, and then 15 minutes back every single day. So it was just it was just you just got to find your routine. That's all it is, right? Um, it was kind of cool in the sense of like building, getting to know your players because you're sitting on a bus half an hour every day with with your teammates right so you really kind of get to know your players and you get to know the team and I think that's what helped lead to some of the success that we had out there um, but it's still you just got to get used to it and coming into this year where we actually were in the stadium was pretty awesome because you don't got to get on any buses you don't got to like do any yeah. of that stuff and you know it was just you were just there to and and the football. best of both worlds too because the two years you were you were nomads without a home you went to the great cup and totally. then once you that second year once you got into tim hortons you went undefeated yeah. uh, until the eskimos came to town as i recall uh in the next year uh were the eskimos first it was, montreal. Really? it was montreal was it montreal yeah Montreal beat you guys. For, yeah. Oh, you guys two in a row, right? That's yeah. Didn't you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I am corrected, but yeah. But I mean, you guys clearly didn't hurt you the first two years, and, no, and was... you were dominant. You know, throughout the the last half. Once you got into Tim Hortons, you were dominant yeah. football team. So I guess a lot of credit has to go to Ken Austin, who I thought should have been in the running for Coach of the Year last year because of the mess that he had to deal with in uh, the last couple of years, but uh, but didn't make the grade. So it's interesting. Yeah, it's it's just kind of what lens you want to look through, yeah. I guess. Right. Well, how you... how is he to play for? He was, you know what, that whole coaching staff out in Hamilton, I really give a lot of credit to. Um, they, 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 how they develop their players and their approach to the game um, is was was really good, and it's something that drawn drew me towards, you know, um, wanting to compete and wanting to get better on a daily basis. Because you know, if it, if it's a good coaching staff, then the players will give everything they got for them, right? So, um, Coach O, uh, Orlando Steinauer, our uh, defensive coordinator, was, you know, was was. Unbelievable. He was to step into a CFL playbook from university and into his playbook. His kind of mind was was awesome. I felt like I really developed um, from a systematic point of the game, uh, just systems and understanding movements and and the offenses and kind of stuff like that. So it was you know the, it was a really good staff. And one of the biggest things was that they got to keep. I had the same staff for three years. Mm-hmm. I think if you talk to a lot of players in the CFL, you know every year they play for four or five years. You know they might have three different staffs. And if you can start the season um, with the same coaching staff, you just start farther ahead. You know what I mean? So um, I think they could tell you that here last year, having Jones for a couple years. And, you know, you just, it was just, it was good. It was, it was a really good coaching staff and it was a good team. Uh, you had the same coaching staff for three years. Ryan, you're going to your fifth year. You're going to have your third head coach uh, in your career. How difficult uh, was the first transition, and what do you anticipate this transition, uh, you know, from Cavis Reed to Chris Jones and now Chris Jones to Jason Moss? I think I came in at a pretty unique time, you know, coming into Cavis's last uh, last year. 
Um, it was great to have him as a head coach come into the league. He's very, he was very uh, player supportive coach and really got to know his players and really cared about his players and, and cared about our development and, and you know, our success on and off the field. So I thought for a transition wise, having him as my first coach was, was great. Um, and then moving into obviously Coach Jones um, and the, the attitude and, and uh, everything that he built at the stadium and, and with our team. <clears throat> Um, we'll use a lot of that moving forward. Obviously, we're coming off of a Grey Cup win, so the things that we've done in the last year have been proven to be successful, so we'll definitely take a lot of that forward. And um, Coach Moss has been great in getting to know all, all the veteran players right away and, and finding out how we did things, what we want to do moving forward. And he's been, he's been great just to put together a plan that's going to work well for us as players and as coaches because... It's true. Every year you could come in, you know, we got to learn a whole new playbook offensively, whole new playbook defensively. Our special teams, everything will be different. Um, at the end of the day, it's all very similar, you know, but you still got to learn the system. You got to learn how the coach is going to call it, how he's going to run it. And uh, those things take time. And like Neil said, if, uh, you know, last year coming in to with Coach Jones in a training camp, we were way ahead of where we were the year before. Um, and it was just so noticeable from my eyes just to see the second training camp with a coach. So um, I could totally see why Hamilton was successful over the years. And, and I can see why having a, you know, a winning staff doesn't always keep you around now these days, right? So um, you just got to be able to adapt to your you know, new coach and new system and, and play ball. What's your impression of Jason Moss so far? I think he's been great. I think he's the, the, the perfect fit for the job. I think he's very passionate about the city. He's passionate about football. Um, coming off of a, a loss in the Grey Cup to him is going to give him an extreme motivation for us to repeat, for him to get that success in winning uh, a Grey Cup. And he's done, I think, a great job of getting all the coaches together. Uh, we had a bowling night. You know, we went out. We all know the coaches now. So it's not going to be, you know, show up to training camp and you got to, you know, meet all the players. You've met most of them, um, and I think uh, I think Coach Moss put the right and Ed put the right coaching staff together. Our coaching staff is have all won great cups, so they all know what it takes to win. Um, and we've all coming off of a great cup. I think that's the right attitude and the right mindset to have. You know, we're built. Um, we were not built for a one-hit run. And uh, I really do believe that we, we still got a couple more years to be very competitive um, right off the bat and the team to beat. I really do believe that from all the moves that have been made and everything that's happened around the league, we are going to be explosive. We're going to be dangerous. Our offense is going to be on fire. Um, and, you know, how could our defense not be as good as it was last year? I really do think we'll be, uh, we'll be good to go. Yeah, th there's been a lot of talk about the effect of the loss of Chris Jones and and the addition of Chris Jones in Saskatchewan, how that's going to affect the standings. A lot of people think Saskatchewan's going to take a big jump, and the Eskimos going to drop off a little bit. But the Eskimos, I mean, they didn't they didn't lose probably more than your average amount of players that you lose every season. Uh, you lost a couple of obviously key guys, especially linebackers on defense um, uh, in Dexter McCoyle and Otha Foster. But no more turnover than than you normally have. And and the core group of guys, the guys especially offensively, those guys are all coming back, and it should be. Uh, uh, it should be, I think, a team just as good as last year. Yeah, I agree. And and a team that's going to have now Jason Moss as the OC that had the best offense in the league last year. You know, So I think that's going to go really well together. Um, and, and like you said, we kept our core together. You know, We lost players, but we've lost more players in previous years, or, and it happens all the time. But 
even to address linebackers, you got Deion Lacey, Corey Jones, two mm-hmm. super veteran guys, and I can tell you both of them are are beasts right now. So we're going to be fine when it comes to all that. And I think we've kept the core together. That's the key. Our special teams core is back together. We've added a lot of pieces around the outside. And uh, you lose your coach, um, that happens. Um, you can only be you can only be you know happy and excited for him and his opportunities. I, I completely understand the move, and I'm just grateful that I had the opportunity to play for Coach Jones. And, uh, and you know we are, we're on a great cup ring. Uh, and plaque together now no one can take that away and, and I hope he does um, you know I hope he does a great job in Saskatchewan I know he will like just, the riders will get better next year hands down because I know what they have in a staff and what they bring and, and I know we're going to be all good too so it's going to be some great uh, you know Labor Day like games now between the riders and Edmonton so it should be exciting for the fans yeah uh, second game of the season I think right week three after the preseason the, after game the bye week, preseason game they're here twice in the regular season both times in the summer so uh, the crowd should be big uh, those will be those will be pretty interesting and emotional football games I would think eh? I think it's gonna be great I can't wait to play them you know and uh, again tons of mutual respect on that field there's there's you know uh, it's going to be a very competitive game and we open up with uh, Ottawa, obviously, so that's going to be, you know, pretty cool to be, uh, you know, behind Coach Moss in that in that game. It'll be it'll be a, a big first game for us and a big second game. Uh, Neil, um, tell me about uh, Jason Moss in your mind. How how much how well did you know him before, and how well have you got to know him since you've become an Eskimo? Well, it's actually kind of funny. Um, in the past, actually, when he was playing for Edmonton, um, I went to his Grey Cup party after they won the Grey Cup. So it was when I, back when I was in high school, he lived next door to one of my best friends. So I actually was at uh, Jason Moss's Grey Cup party at his house after they won the Grey Cup. So that's, you know, Jason Moss, we definitely know each other. Um, we have, you know, we have history together just in the football community. Um, but him stepping into this job, I think, is one of the best things that, that, that can happen for this. You know, he really is. He's, he's a true competitor. Um, he's a very cerebral-minded uh, offensive uh, head, like player, coach. You know, if you, if you if you listen to who he was as a player, you know his work ethic is next to none. His uh, his his drive to win is is next to none. And you know, I'm just really excited for him to be in uh, this organization, this program, and to to get taught by one of the best minds in football. Get my timing right here now. His his peak as an Eskimo as a player would that have been when you guys were sitting up in sectional? Yeah, absolutely. I remember multiple times uh, playoff games coming in, winning the games at the end. Uh, sure. I was uh, I was a big uh, I was a big Moss fan growing up. You always loved the backup QB. You know, Mad Matty Ice love too. You know, you, you just. Uh, he, he would come in and save the day multiple times, and you could see him fired up on the sideline all the time. He'd be a backup quarterback just losing it on the like, Ricky's just chilling. Some great video here yeah, on the sideline. Oh, He's just hanging out over there, and, and yeah. Moss is ripping, dude. So I, I thought it was really cool to see, He's obviously, the camaraderie he had with his teammates and the passion he had. It's all good unless he's ripping you, right? Yeah, we'll see. Training camp coming up. Man. You know, <laughs> all right, we got Neil King and we got Ryan King in studio with us on the Eskimo Show this week. We'll take a break. Lots more to come your way as we continue on 6.30 Chet. You're listening to the Eskimo Show on Eskimos Radio, 6.30 Chet. Morley Scott along with Ryan King and Neil King, members of the Edmonton Eskimos, on the Eskimo Show here this afternoon on 6.30 Chet. Thanks for being with us uh, today. Uh, guys, thanks for coming in. appreciate it. Um, I when I grew up I fought with my sister. Uh, I see my kids fight with each other. How'd you guys get along when you were kids? What's your age difference first? Two years. Two years. Two years. So how'd you young, how- young two, and then I got an older brother. Um, you know, we were we were always we were very competitive growing up. We were always fighting, wrestling. You know, 
Um, we were always uh, playing basketball, ended up pushing matches and all that. But, uh, you know, I thought it was pretty cool growing up with an older brother and a younger brother. All of us were close. We all kind of went through school at the same time and, like, transitioned through life together, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think my older brother definitely – I would say paved the way for me and Neil had it pretty easy coming up, you know. So, <laughs> but they laid the brickwork. I just walked on it. <laughs> no, we, we, we got a close family. We got a, you know good. good family and and lots of close friends. So it's yeah. it was just it was fun growing up. Yeah. Uh, and what sports did you play growing up? Everything. Everything. Yeah. Was, you know, I played I, soccer for a long time. Like I was, I've always been kind of a runner in a way. Um, so I played soccer for a long time. Like I did some martial arts. He's a black belt. Um, yeah. Really? That, yeah. Wow. Yeah, when I was yeah. younger. So I did that. And I was into – played some court sports like squash, badminton, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. So I've always been kind of the, the runner, I guess you could see. I was in the distance for all, like, cross-country when I was younger and stuff yeah. like that, right? So Neil used to be really skinny growing up. He yeah. Was, he was a little runt until, yeah. like – until university hit, he started throwing some weights around. Yeah. So it was, uh, like, we hit our growth spurts a little earlier before Neil, but yeah, Neil's I definitely. I put fast. on between I know, my first and se first and second year of junior football, I came out of high school, I was like 170 pounds. Like I was little, 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 right? Um, and I put on like 25, 20, 25 pounds or something like that in like one year, right? Mm. And then you start kind of, we started training, like we've always had a very active family too. So you start like just training and kind of working out. Um, earlier and then that kind of just paves the way really you know once you start having success from working out and like I was always little so I had to start working out to get bigger right so biceps for the first time yeah <laughs> man that was pretty much it that was over right so once you start seeing success from uh, you know the work you put in off like behind the scenes and, and stuff like that it definitely makes it easier to go back and, and keep getting yourself better every day right so and you'd see like sports we'd, we'd be on you know it doesn't matter what we were playing we'd take our competitive mm -hmm. brotherly uh, you know, to to a court. You know, we'd be playing soccer, and you'll go score like seven goals was, or something. Yeah, you know, was, like just no stop, and uh, we'd be chirping each other on the way home. It, so it was just fun uh, growing up in like an open relationship like that. You know, it was it was pretty. Uh, you know, a lot of timeouts and all that stuff. Yeah. But uh, you know, my mom and dad did a great job of just kicking us outside for the most part. Single you know, play. Mm. just go outside and play. Get out of the house. You know? <laughs> go outside and beat we each other chaos up. Chaos pretty the much. House, it would. Breaking yeah. things everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, go outside. I don't want to deal with yeah, you guys. Go just outside, go outside. So it was, were uh, were mom and dad athletes at all in their day? Yeah, yeah my mom was sure. uh, was a good athlete. She's she a runner, swimmer. yeah, runner swimmer. <laughs> you know, she played a lot of squash. My dad. Uh, very active. Grew up in England. Um, you know, Please rugby right. yeah. and, and mm. golf and tennis. tennis. Yeah. My grandfather was in Wimbledon. Really? He was a pro. What do you mean in Wimbledon? Player. Like yeah, played? Yeah, played like back in, in the day. Yeah, Tell me about that. Um, he, uh, yeah, wait. Uh, I couldn't tell you the exact times. I should know this, but uh, yeah, he was a professional tennis player uh, growing up mm. and uh, was uh, yeah was obviously wow. very good. You know, I don't know too much about it. <laughs> Things but, were just uh, different back then, right? Like he had, I'm pretty sure he worked a full job, and then he just they, yeah. He'd go and tennis on the side, right? On the totally, side, right? Well, so yeah, but if, times. You, if you play in Wimbledon, you're pretty yeah, good. Yeah, no, and he was yeah. very good. And my dad is very good at racket sports. Uh, we grew up playing squash, like we squash, tennis, racquetball. So those are like unique things that you don't really think as a kid are, are going a long ways. You know, you're yeah. getting really you know active on your feet. You're moving side to side, front back. Hand you know, eye coordination. Hand eye stuff coordination. Like that, you know, right? for me, snapping. It's all hand eye, and I like you know I all those things came into play. Mm -hmm. You know, now in my career, thirty. years, years later you know so it's cool to to see all the things that we did uh, obviously combined together all played uh, a role in where we are now did either of you play football before high school 
Yeah, I played yeah. for the Edmund, or the Sherwood Park North Stars yeah. for yeah. one year, and I then went to high school, and he played for two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I started in grade eight. I didn't. I heard a lot of sports. I didn't hear hockey. My brother was a hockey player. My bro- older brother Andrew was a phenomenal hockey player. Yeah. He probably could have played in the dub. Uh, he was in Triple A. Yeah, he was in Triple A growing mm-hmm. up, and. Uh, then he uh, lined up a defensive end once and uh, beat the tackle and just smashed a quarterback. I mean, I remember that very clearly. And uh, I could just say uh, hockey was done, everything was done. Andrew was just coming off the edge after that. And that so was yeah. pretty much the start and of our football That's when we started playing career. football. I was like, that's yeah. the sweetest thing I've ever seen. You know? So and, uh, if he would have been blocked on that play, yeah, things could have turned out different for everybody, right? We weren't even playing football yet. You know? yeah. we, were, we were just you know, doing all the other stuff we were doing. But, yeah, that's that. as soon as Andrew started playing football – us going to games. The next year, me and Neil were both playing mm-hmm. and on the same team, you know, mm-hmm. Sherwood Park North Stars, and it all started from there. Cool. Uh, Neil, have you you thought much and talked to the coaches much about where you fit in? And, and Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had great talks with uh, both uh, Coach Moss and, and Coach Miles uh, when they were both – well, Moss is still here. A uh, bunch of the coaches came in for a couple weeks just to, mm-hmm. you know, get, get to, to talk to all the players and stuff. Um, really, I, I just you know I'm gonna be coming in contributing to to, to special teams. I'm looking to come in and make a, an impact on special teams, as is you know really just joining this group of elite athletes that they do have on special teams. It really is you know a pretty incredible group of players. Um, you know playing against them for three years, it was always this was always the biggest matchup um, was coming against Edmonton. Keeping all those players here again is just gonna be you know a good recipe this next season. And then just adding some good Canadian depth in the secondary. Um, you know, I think it's 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 not uh, it, you need depth in, in a lot of positions, you know, and to have your second and third string, um, whoever it is, whatever the situation is, just coming in and being able to play and contribute and play at that level of defense or special teams where you're contributing, you're making plays, you're you're changing the outcomes of games. You know, that's really what I look to to come in and and, and to make an impact. Um, you know, changing games, special teams. Defense, whatever, whatever it is, whatever they need, you know, I'm, uh, I'm in. You had some injury issues your three years, right, in in Hamilton? Um, so it was all, all little things like just sprains. Uh, I, I had to sprain my first year, just missed a game. Second year was uh, I had a, a groin. I pulled my groin, so I missed six games with that, and then I broke a rib last year, so that was just two. So collectively, I have over 50 games um, under my belt, and I've really only missed within three seasons. I've missed nine games. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I take pride in in being that uh, guy that's going to play, line up, and, and play every game. You know, it takes, you know, if I'm not playing, it's for a legit <laughs> reason, you know what I mean? And um, it's uh, it's something that I really take pride in is being that uh, durable player that, uh, that can come down and, and be a physical presence on the field and, and do it on a week-in and week-out basis. Ryan, t- talk to me about flipping the switch when did uh next year become this year and last year become last year and and you kind of because you can't you can't keep going to the great cup parties right there comes a point where you gotta say it's 2016 for sure i'd say it's probably a month after we won i was on a good solid month hangover you know and i just <laughs> you know body was and well earned too you know yeah, yeah. I, I just i had to be enough and uh I, uh, I went down to Phoenix and spent some time down there and golfed and enjoyed some good weather, a good training facility down there. I was working out down there. So I think that's kind of that trip. I, I got out of the city. The first time I got out of the city was kind of when I flipped the switch and I got to kind of cure the hangover from the Grey Cup and, and uh, start working on 2016 season. And 
we're uh, we're going hard right now at the stadium, and there's a lot of guys in town right now. The best best offseason situation we've had in, in a lot of years. So I think that's going to pay off uh, on the field. Some guys comparing it to the old days when you know almost the whole team stayed here all offseason, oh, yeah, uh, and then everybody got away from that in the whole league. But now it's kind of I, I think the 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 field house helps because now you can oh, you sure. can go inside and you can stay warm and everything, and it's it's it must be a great atmosphere. It is, and I think. Uh, you know the super behind the scenes uh, part that would keep a lot of guys here too is our training room, mm-hmm. our trainers, the staff that's there year round, uh, all the equipment we have to use. Um, that stuff costs a lot of money, you know. And as a pro athlete, the recovery and preventative treatments you have to do outside of just working out and running are uh, a third of your off season and uh, rest, recover, eating well, all that kind of stuff. And we got a great uh, staff that has stuck together. That's what's been stable for me since I've been here. I've had the same trainers, same strength coaches, nutritionists, all that kind of stuff is 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 uh, available on a day to day at the stadium, and they're very professional with how they treat us. Um, and it's just cool to be you know to be a pro athlete and and to be treated by one, uh, treated like one, and. Uh, at the end of the day, guys go away. You know, you can find a, a warmer place. You can get a better field, maybe. Uh, but we got the same 45-pound weights as they got, and they got to pay for all their training or their physio and all their treatment. So, guys are really starting to see the benefit of sticking around Edmonton because they've put a lot of money in all the uh, behind-the-scenes stuff as well. I believe they call it the Eskimo way. Uh, Ryan, uh, Neil, thanks for coming in, guys. Appreciate it. We're out of time for uh, today. Uh, thanks so much for coming in. Uh, uh, congratulations on everything. Uh, Neil, welcome to Edmonton. Uh, certainly so good luck man. to you uh, this year. I know you guys are going to have a lot of fun this year. Thanks yeah, for having us. Thank you. Awesome. All right, guys, uh, thanks very much. That is the Eskimo Show for this week. We'll talk more football in seven days' time.